The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Let's head to City Hall. Mayor Don Iveson standing by. It's really great to be back. Uh, after 10 days at home, I can report that I'm feeling great and uh, also glad that I was able to do my part by staying home for the last little while. Now, I cannot stress enough the importance of staying at home if you can. And I know it's inconvenient, and I can speak from personal experience that feeling cooped up is uncomfortable. But by staying home, we are, each of us, saving lives. And staying home means we're minimizing our exposure and keeping ourselves and our neighbors and frontline healthcare workers and other essential service workers healthy at the same time. And so at a time when many of us do feel like we don't have a lot of control in our lives, I want to stress that we do have together some control over this pandemic. If we stay home and practice social distancing, we can overcome this healthcare crisis sooner and with fewer mortalities. Now, you may have seen uh, in other news today what the Edmonton Police Service put out uh, earlier with respect to asking for the public's support by adhering to Health Act orders or being subject to fines. And I fully support this call, and I'm hopeful that, of course, Edmontonians will be respectful of these orders so that the police do not have to issue fines. But uh, we do need everyone's compliance to make this work. Again, the sooner we all comply with these rules, the sooner we can overcome COVID-19 together. Now, on today's emergency advisory committee meeting, we again renewed the state of local emergency for a further seven days. And to be honest, I think council is likely to be renewing the state of local emergency on a weekly basis, at least for the foreseeable future. And as has been said before, this is a sprint, not a sprint, this is a marathon for us at this point. But still, allowing council to check in weekly on measures taken to date and look ahead and ask questions on behalf of citizens citizens and businesses who are reaching out to us uh, about what's happening under our state of local emergency and get clarification from our officials who are handling this crisis on our behalf uh, uh, is very, very important and also uh, allows us to contemplate the additional measures that, that may come forward over time. And today, of course, as is no exception, Council asked a lot of thoughtful questions based on what we are hearing from Edmontonians and also based on what we heard back. I'm quite satisfied, again, that Adam and his team are doing everything they can to ensure that we are keeping Edmontonians safe through this difficult time. Now, I've also seen some really neat ideas out there on how to pass the time and stay connected with your friends and family during this pandemic. And whether it's starting a front yard dance party uh, at a distance, of course, or kids drawing pictures that people can see along their walking paths, all of these little things add up to one big virtual hug. Now, I want to thank Edmontonians who are doing their part to help keep spirits high during these trying times. We do have an amazing community, and I love seeing all of those positive stories that are being shared on social media and out there in the news. Lots of people are using the YEG Cares hashtag to, to really um, highlight the, the cool things that, that people are doing out there in our city. And so, as I mentioned uh, earlier today uh, at the start of our emergency advisory committee meeting, um, as has been 
seen out there on social media as well. Edmontonians are showing their support in particular for frontline healthcare workers by making noise, banging pots and pans, honking horns, whatever it is at 7 p.m. Whether it's from your balcony or your front part porch or from your yard, let's make some noise, Edmonton, for those hard-working frontline healthcare workers uh, who are in the trenches on this. And so I invite you to get some positive vibes going, show your support, and send in your videos and your pictures of the cool things that are happening, including your, your 7 p.m. Make Some Noise Jam, um, and use the hashtag again, Y-E-G cares, YEG cares, and, uh, and just spread that love to keep our community knit together in this time when it feels like we're uh, being separated from each other. So and now's the time to come together. Happy to take your questions. I'll go to the room first. Vinesh, do you have a question? So, Mayor, I think most people do understand uh, the restrictions, but we're seeing more and more of it. It seems, for lack of a better term, onerous. And you mentioned it, uh, you know, why we need to do it, but, you know, what message do you want to stress by taking these kind of restrictions and kind of, you know, one-upping them again and again? Well, I think I've seen we've seen a ratcheting up of restrictions and orders uh, around the world, and we're seeing those restrictions come here. Um, we're probably not as far ahead as we would like to be compared to all places in the world, but we are ahead of a lot of other places because we have the benefit of seeing what happens if you fall behind. And so, um, as those measures have ratcheted up here, hopefully ahead of uh, of this virus, uh, we'll be able to suppress the rate of infection. And, and contain the demand to within the limits of our healthcare system. But that fundamentally depends on Edmontonians doing their part and not becoming super carriers or that patient 31 example from South Korea where one person recklessly went around and spread this virus. And so um, the need for everyone to take responsibility, not just for their own health, but for the health of their loved ones, for the health of their co-workers, uh, and for the health of essential services workers who are out there in the community on our behalf, giving them the distance to do their work by staying home. Uh, and if you are out observing all of the rules is absolutely critical. And as we've seen in, in some places, there's very high cultural compliance with this. In parts of Asia where they've been most successful at uh, constraining the, the spread of this virus, it's when where voluntary compliance has been very, very high, as in Japan and in Singapore and ultimately in South Korea. Um, so uh, culturally, as Canadians, I think we're a little bit more compliant, uh, but we still have a little bit of a maverick streak to us. And so for those people who are, who are asserting their independence, um, you are putting others at risk. You are jeopardizing lives. And now is the time to take responsibility, and the city will not hesitate to hold people accountable uh, using the fine mechanisms and other mechanisms as things escalate uh, if people don't get that message. But most people are, and we're very grateful that most people are getting that message. Jeremy, have a question? Yeah, just hoping for a comment on the dog park um, closures. I know, uh, you know, the, the fenced-in ones are you know, still very, very popular, and they're, they're kind of an outlet for people to go to, especially, you know, Councillor McKeon mentioned the uh, the one downtown. Uh, what's the message to, to folks who are going to be really missing those those spaces? Well, I, you know, 
I, unfortunately, our dog's no longer with us, but I remember how special it was to connect with neighbors and make new friends uh, and have your pets have a chance to socialize too. So I know that uh, people are taking a lot of comfort from their pets and from seeing people at a distance at the dog parks. Uh, there's still plenty of places to gather uh, and plenty of uh, dog parks that are now on leash um, that uh, uh, where people can still get together and have that social experience without the animals uh, sort of getting out of control and becoming a, a risk to maintaining social distancing. And so uh, I think the city's trying to finally balance uh, the need for people to, um, to be able to get together and be social while maintaining that distancing. So I think the measures are prudent. Um, and uh, I know that I know that they're tough for folks, but again, I think against the backdrop of of the imperative to save lives by maintaining distancing, um, I think most people will understand why this is necessary. And so the, the, the dog parks that are still open are those. Uh, it was my understanding that it was a recommendation from the city that the dogs be kept on a leash. Is it is it is it mandatory? Is it recommendation? I think we're. I think at this point it's a recommendation and it's being con it's continuing to be monitored but I think uh, I think it's only a matter of time before we have to institute a requirement that the dogs be on leash uh, just in order to keep um, everybody compliant with the social distancing requirements and so to the extent people can get used to that now um, I think it's only a matter of time before that order comes question from Dustin on the phone go ahead Dustin Yes, hi. Um, I think my question uh, for the mayor is a comment on the news we heard this morning about expanding supports for vulnerable Edmontonians. Um, 600 people have been going to the Expo Centre. Uh, I know it's a big haul, but do we need another shelter, either for day use or overnight shelter? I know the uh, report today says the city's looking into, into that. Um, is there a possibility to expand to hotels or any other city facilities? Is that an urgent need? Uh, I think the city is monitoring usage and uptake of both the Expo Centre and the facilities that have been opened um, in conjunction overnight with Hope and with uh, Mustard Seed as well. And uh, if there's any concern of overcrowding, I think it, it, it follows that additional space will be brought on. Fortunately, the Expo Centre is the largest convention centre um, west of Toronto, so it's actually an extremely large and versatile facility that has an awful lot of capacity to grow to continue to accommodate people. However, should the need arise, I know that there's been a lot of um, evaluation work um, uh, to look at other civic facilities that could be activated for that uh, should the need arise and that the city stands ready to, to work with the province and, and AHS and the relevant agencies and ministries to bring additional space online if necessary. But uh, is any more than that, Adam, or is continuing to monitor. That's the thing. We're keeping a close eye on it. So far, no issue. I have a question here for David Aitken uh, that has come in from Natasha Reeb at the CBC. She's wondering about peace officers giving out tickets versus police officers doing the same. Is there a difference in the level of authority they have to find? So, so the answer to that question is that it's the same authority under the Public Health Act. So the fine amounts that the peace officers would be issuing and the Edmonton Police Service would be issuing would be the same. 
Thanks, David. Natasha, we hope that answered your question. Text us if that's not the case, and we'll get a follow-up for you. Uh, are there any further follow-up questions from the room? I see none. I'm going to go back to Dustin. Anything more from you? Yes, for Adam, if that's okay. Please, go ahead, Dustin. Adam, I Okay, thank you. Adam, I have a question on uh, the lane closures, potential lane closures. I know we're, uh, they're not confirmed yet. We're seeking clarity on the ones that are up for discussion. But what about looking at local roads? You know, there's two rules here that are contradicting each other. Um, the two-meter distancing and then not jaywalking or walking on the street. Um, so not trying to be super forthright, but what rules should Edmontonians break it's uh, a great question Dustin uh, I encourage Edmontonians not to break any rules but um, I think when it comes to health and safety and uh, observing the two meter social distancing I would say uh, to Edmontonians take the safest measures you feel are appropriate to observe that um, I think one of the things that we flagged previously is that with the reduced volume of cars on the road, there's been a, an appetite for those that are on the road to actually um, use speeds like it's their own road. And, and so I wouldn't ever want to put anybody in an unsafe situation, but I, I would just implore Edmontonians that if, 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 if you're in a position where you need to um, take a different direction or a step to observe the appropriate physical distancing, I encourage you to do that, but to be uh, take every measure to be safe in doing that. Um, and, and and your question about the different roads that we're considering, River Valley Road, Saskatchewan Drive, um, our our team is also looking at local roads and the the possibility based on some of our metrics in terms of pedestrian volumes and and vehicle volumes on on where it would be appropriate. I think uh, Mr. Seabrick today. Uh, identified that um, uh, he, it, it, it's it's trying to find the balance between temporary or just for the weekend and permanent, and so it's an ongoing body of work, and it's something we wouldn't actually start to do until we knew snow removal was done, because it would create a challenge for us if we were to implement and then have to remove snow. Vinesh, you have a question? One last one? Yeah, um, so just with that, so uh, can you confirm just what's on the initial list and uh, you know possible timeline? Uh, River Valley Road, uh, Victoria Promenade area. I think I said that right. Saskatchewan Drive. Those are the two. Uh, and then just continuing to look at local roads and high pedestrian corridors. Uh, timeline, it's really a function of the weather and snow removal. Um, working with Calgary, they've implemented on the weekend. And so we may start with that. But uh, I think his uh, Mr. Sebrick's team is looking at more sort of longer-term uh, treatments. Um, again, just just a bit of an iterative process. Thank you. I think dog owners throughout the city are going to want to be crystal. All right, you've been listening to a news conference from City Hall, Mayor Don Iveson there after being in isolation for a number of days after not feeling well, um, just saying that council has renewed a, a state of local emergency and, and foresees that this will happen on a regular basis. One of the... Um, big items to come out of the, this, and, and for all you dog lovers, and uh, you know, if you like to go to some of these off leashes, effective Saturday. F 
April 4th. So this Saturday, four fenced dog parks will be closed and users of other off-leash areas must keep their dogs on leash until further notice. The gates will be locked at four dog parks, including Lauderdale, Paisley, Alex Dakota, and Manning Village. You can still use the city's other 38 areas for dogs, but you have to keep your dogs on the leash at all times. It's all about keeping your physical distancing, and uh, we've been told that City of Edmonton peace officers will be monitoring all dog parks, both open and closed, and those who do not keep their dogs on leash from April 4th until further notice are subject to warnings and fines.